morning, everyone. Good morning. Hello. Nice to see you all. Happy Father's Day to the dads. Yay. Happy Father's Day for those online. Good morning. <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah, give it up for the dads. Let's, yeah. <laughs> Hope you got a chocolate bar when you came in this morning, dads. Enjoy. Or a coffee, cup of tea. Wonderful. If it's your first time to chapel, then welcome. Enjoy this morning. We've got a little something fun for to, for you to start, a little something for the dads. So some of you might relate, so enjoy. Have a little look at the screen. Uh, yeah, g'day and welcome to this instructional video on how to dress like a dad. Uh, proudly, spon uh, proudly sponsored by Purex Laundry Detergent. Uh, now your first look would be... Uh, would be, you know, you can try my look, which would be called like the comfortable Kiwi look. That's a, a bush shirt, stubbies, jandals, gumboots, or bare feet. That's completely up to you, really. Um, but if you're not into my look, you know, then you could try the stereotypical dad from all the movies. Stereotypical. The joke t-shirt dad. You get it? High five. The tourist dad. <gasps> Got it. The Sneens dad. The combination of bad fitting blue jeans and running sneakers. Yeah, it's probably best to try and not be this dad. So, Sneens. The biker dad. Yeah, I got this jacket back when I was about 18. No, I've never ridden a motorbike, but who could tell? That active wear dad. Now be careful with this one because it does attract a bit of unwanted attention, ladies. The business dad. Oh no, um, always buy your shirts in bulk because you know, well, kids. Or you could just buy a couple shirts and Purex. See what I did there? Same. Can you wink? With a wink. Wink. The construction dad. The Hawaiian shirt, Dad. Right, you ready? Babe, it's the middle of winter. And? The wants to be cool, Dad. Hey, you cool cats, you ready to go? Do you like my new, the cool skinny jeans? Yeah. Yeah? All right, let's go. Uh, and that was how to dress like a dad. And uh, don't listen to the haters. AKA, you know, just your embarrassed kids. Uh, you do you, dads. Oh, and um, cheers to Purex for letting this dad play dress ups on the internet. Oh, more loads per bottle. Oh, and um, yeah, one dad got stuck in a pair of skinny jeans in the making of this video. How do people do this? Like, I'm, I'm scared to fart. Uh. Awesome, awesome. Why don't you stand with us? We're going to get into praise and worship. But before we um, sing together, I really want to uh, read out the, the verse of the day. But oh, I've turned it into the chapter. 
but anyway. Here it is, uh, Psalm 100, a psalm of thanksgiving. Shout with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Yeah, come on. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing with joy. Acknowledge that the Lord is good. He made us and we are His. We are His people, the sheep of His pasture. Enter His gates with thanksgiving. Go into His courts with praise. Give thanks to Him and praise His name. For the Lord is good. His unfailing love continues forever and His faithfulness continues to each generation. Don't we serve such a good God? Yeah, thank you, Lord. And this morning, with it being Father's Day, um, we serve the Father. So let's give Him all of our praise, all of our worship. You may not have walked in here with joy, but I encourage you to step into joy because God is so good. Our Father is so good. So yeah, let's do it this morning.
trust in You. We thank You, Heavenly Father, for who You are. We thank You that we get to step in with a sacrifice of praise. Thank You, God. I ask, Heavenly Father, that You would encounter every person in this place today, no matter what the emotions are going on today for people. Encounter Your church, I ask in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 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 How about you turn to somebody, say hi as you take your seats, introduce yourself if you've never met before. Nice to see you online today. So for those of you who are in the building, I can see a a few people still around the back. If you've got a spare seat next to you, then how about you give us a wave. There's some spare seats around here. Ah, there's lots of spare seats, there you go. Wonderful. (laughs) There's some right here, yeah. Awesome. Happy Father's Day, Dads. Wonderful. Well, welcome to church this morning. If you're here for the very first time, a special welcome to you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We pray blessing upon you in our gathering today. If you are here for the first time, we'd love to connect with you. So please go on to our our website and there is a green button there that you can press next steps and we would love to hear from you, fill out your details and we will be in touch. It would be great to journey with you, see how we can help you on your journey. But enjoy yourselves this morning. Did you get a chocolate dance when you came in? Enjoy, enjoy your chockey. Some chippies was there? Enjoy, yes. Coffee, tea, nice. <laughs> I'd say put your feet up, but maybe not. <laughs> person, the person in front of you might not want yeah. your feet on. Yeah, no, no, just don't do that. Do that later in the day, right? Well, we want to celebrate the birthdays and wedding anniversaries as well. So if you have had a birthday or a wedding anniversary in this past week, we want to say congratulations to you. The hosts have got chocolates ready. So if you give us a wave, we will get a chocolate to you. And we want to pray blessing over you. Is there anyone here? I saw it was Caleb's 40th. Congratulations to Caleb. Was there a hand down there? Happy birthday, happy birthday. Was it Michelle? Happy birthday, Michelle, whenever it was. (laughs) Happy, Happy birthday. I don't believe it. Is there anyone else? No, if I missed your hand, congratulations to you. We declare blessing poured out upon Michelle and all the other birthday people, Caleb and everyone else. We declare blessing over you. We declare that God's love poured out, lavished upon you. His blessings 
His wonderful joy, His peace upon you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I've got some news items for you. I need my glasses, <laughs> otherwise I cannot see them. <laughs> but what is coming up this Tuesday night, people? Oh, come on, let's say that with a bit more enthusiasm. Tuesday night, Tuesday night is prayer gathering. Yes, yeah, the first Tuesday of the month, Tuesday night is prayer gathering, and we're going to meet here as a church family, 7.30 p.m. What time? You've got it. Yeah, be here or be square. And if you really can't, if you know that of someone that can't be here, then you can zoom on. on um, it was a bit old, wasn't it? <laughs> you can zoom on. In with us, but otherwise, here in the room, 7:30 p.m. this Tuesday night. And blokes, there is something for you. There is a men's bl- men's breakfast coming up. Yes, men's breakfast is coming up 17th of September. So you do need to register for that. So go onto the website, please, and register for that so that you can be catered for. That's great. Nam Ho is going to be speaking from Reconciled World, so that's going to be wonderful. Have a wonderful time there, 17th of September, blokes. And there's also the photo booth. Did you see the photo wall? Did you get your photo taken before? If you didn't get your photo taken, thank you to Kayla, who is taking photos for the dads. Yeah, big, big clap for Kayla. We, we love you. We thank you. We appreciate you. Grab your photo, dads, if you want uh, afterwards. Why not take this great opportunity to have a pick? Yes, don't go away, Dad. We'll have a pick afterwards. Wonderful. Awesome. Well, we're going to continue in our worship and our praise. Are you ready? Are you ready? There's something that we get to do. Isn't that great? Would you stand with me? God, may you be glorified as we join together as the church family this morning. Father, we thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your wonderful, unfailing love towards us. And we honour you, we glorify you, we lift your name high in this place and across our city, across our nation and across the nations. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's worship him. This song is forever yours. I 
time enough to sing of all you've done. But I have eternity to try with a thousand, with a thousand hallelujahs. We magnify your Praise, Lord Jesus, this song is for me. 
Yeah. 
to sing of your grace and your love. We honour you today as our Father of Fathers on this Father's Day. We honour you, we lift you up, we celebrate you. We declare your goodness. What a privilege it is to be able to praise you and celebrate you, worship you walk with you, to know you, to do life with you, to call you our Saviour and our Lord. I thank you so much for the privilege that is ours, to be part of your kingdom. We give you thanks. And everybody said, how about you give Jesus a big praise, just a thank you. He deserves all the thanks. The honor, the glory. Thank you, Pam. Yeah. Well, lovely to see you today. You can take a seat if you'd like to. Hello online. Great to have you with us. Wonderful. Thank you, team. I'm going to do my best to get through this morning without coughing and spluttering too much. I got the dreaded bug. I had it. I haven't got it. I had it. And uh, it's just a bit slow coming back. And you, uh, well, I, th- I was starting to think I was invincible actually because everyone else had had it. But surely it appears I'm not. Yeah. And uh, went down in a bit of a heap there. But that's, anyway, hi, Pastor Ray and Wendy. They're still down. You know, last Sunday, Ray and I were texting each other. Pastor Ray and I were texting each other saying, What's this about? We spent like 10 years trying to get onto this new site together and both of us aren't here. We're both sick on the first Sunday. But um, having said that, a huge thank you to everyone that made it happen. Um, you know, I thought it was probably terrible that I was sick and I wasn't helping like I should, but most people I've talked to have said thank you. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, here we are. And um, I saw Andy as he came in. Andy, Andy took several days off work to punch a big wall out of this place and stuff. Just, I think he deserves a hand. And Many, many people helped along the way. So thank you to all of you who have helped and to our teams that have really just uh, made this part of the transition um, work, which is pretty exciting, eh? It's pretty, pretty good, pretty good what God's doing. And um, Hey, if you're a dad, would you like to stand up? I really want to honour dads today. It is Father's Day. And why don't we give all the dads a hand? (coughs) Good on you. Well done. I just want to pray God's blessing over you. because um, And his help for you. Because we all need it, eh? Yeah. Yeah. So, Father, I thank you for dads, uh, for Father's Day, and I thank you for dads, and I, I bless every father in the name of Jesus. Father, I ask for uh, your continued wisdom, that you would pour it out 
for each one. In Jesus' name, I ask for your increased insight. Again, that you would pour that out for each one in Jesus' name. And capacity. Lord, our capacity, it needs to grow. And I ask that you would um, pour out these things in Jesus' name. And a revelation of the Father. Father, so that we can model after you. So I ask for a fresh revelation for every dad of the nature of our Heavenly Father and a closeness of relationship with our Heavenly Father. Lord, that there would be a, 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 almost a tangible sense of walking with you that, um, as, as we journey. So I really ask that you would grant courage to live life your way for every dad and that you would bless every dad. So I lift each one to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. I think we should give all the dads a hand as well. Great. Great. Well, our theme is Back to the Future. We are trying to reclaim some of the DNA of the early church. The early church was pretty special, really. And uh, I don't think they knew they were special. But I, just as I read the scriptures and the pages of scripture, I think, boy, these, you know, I think it was rough and ready. Uh, it was growing so fast, they had all sorts of problems, didn't they? But there was something of the life and the vitality of the kingdom there that really, that, they were just alive and they were thriving and they were, they were on this journey in the middle of, of great hardship. And so as part of our Back to the Future theme, we're in this series about faith. Because uh, faith is a vital ingredient. You know that Hebrews 11.6 tells us it is impossible to please God without faith. It doesn't say it's difficult. It doesn't say, it just says, it is impossible to please God without faith. So this morning, what I would really like to do is to have a little look at faith. And I'm not going to be able to unpack the whole thing, obviously, in, in the minute, few minutes I've got. But, but, but I'm praying that this morning will be really helpful for you. I'm praying that this morning we'll give you some handles to hold on to as far as faith goes. And when you talk about faith, um, it's just absolutely profound. And it sort of unpacks forever. But what I want to try to do today is, is make it simple enough that you can take hold of the things I'll give you today as you go through the week. And it, it kind of makes it clear, is this faith or is this not faith? And so it's not going to be like absolute but I hope it gives you enough handles that it really helps you going forward. That, that's my aim. And so you can mark me at the end if you want, not that I care. But, um, but, but you know, uh, that, that, that's, what I'm trying, that's what I'm trying to do. That's my aim. So uh, what I want you to do, if, if you're just aware that the subject of faith is, pull, uh, is full of profundity, it just is. It's like, wow, it's out there. But if we can just get hold of something today that's going to help us as we walk forward, that would be a win. I think that would be a win. Um, Hebrews 11.6, you know, and it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. I've already covered it, but just to mention again, that being loved by God and pleasing God are two different things. You cannot escape the love of God. It doesn't matter who you are, where you've been, what you've got going on, you cannot escape escape the love of God. He is love. It's not something you woke up and decided to do. Oh, I might love him today. No, no. He is love. Love just oozes from him. 
Pleasing God is a different issue. And, um, you know, I covered that in a little bit more detail a couple of weeks ago. You can go to the podcast. But, but um, don't get the two confused when we're reading these kind of scriptures. You know, it's impossible to please God by faith. It's completely different than saying it's impossible to be loved God by God without faith, isn't it? And it's easy to confuse the two sometimes. So just to be clear. Um, how about finishing these sentences for me? We live by faith and not by that was okay, but just because the building's smaller. Actually, with the building smaller, we should sound louder. You, you should sound louder, not me. You, you. So, so we live by faith and not by Great. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 7. Hebrews 11, 1. See if you can finish this for me. Faith is the confidence that what we... <laughs> A bit of uncertainty there, wasn't there? The hope for Some of you had it. Let's try again. Faith is the confidence that what we will actually happen. It gives us assurance about the things that we cannot see. Brilliant. It seems to me that faith is a stumbling block for many people. As soon as we put the word faith there, it kind of gets really hard. I've got some opinions that um, you know, I, would, I would never share them publicly, But, yeah, <laughs> thank you. I won't start, I might not stop. But, but my personal opinion is that, is that faith is the dividing line between being religious and living as a disciple. It's the dividing line between being religious and being a disciple of Jesus. The Bible would put it slightly differently. It would say the sheep and the goats. That faith is the, the dividing line. But what I've discovered is that Living by faith presents us with exactly the same opportunity as the cloud of witnesses Hebrews 12 had. You know, Hebrews 11 talks about them, then Hebrews 12. Well, faith gives us the exact opportunity, different culture, different time, but the same opportunities that they had. How? Because we get to choose faith. Or not by faith. In other words, faith or sight. We get to choose obedience or our own way. We get to choose God's way or human wisdom. Exactly the same choices that they, they had. We get to have in our own time, in our own culture. Uh, it seems like a fairly small thing perhaps, but it impacts Every part of our lives. Every part. You know, the way we love one another is impacted by faith. If you're married, your marriage, relationships, the way, the way we work that out is impacted by faith. Parenting, impacted by faith. There's something over here. It sounds like it's going to blow up. It's not, don't worry. It's just the air conditioner. Just relax. I should do the Salvation Altar call right now. You're right with Jesus. If you're not, best sort yourselves out. Um, the way our work ethic is impacted by faith. Tithing and generosity is impacted by faith. Social issues, the way we apply ourselves to social issues is impacted by faith. 
some examples. Our work ethic. You know, do I do the bare minimum that I need to do to get the resource I need to get to live? Or do I work as part of the brief that I was created for? Do I work, um, therefore, as an offering or worship to God, no matter what I'm doing, understanding that he will bless accordingly? Because one of those is a faith response, and one of those is a human response. The human way or God's way. Tithing. Great example. Oh, tithing, it's the Old Testament. It's old school. It doesn't matter. Um, okay, that could be a human response. Fair enough. Or I'm trusting God with my resource um, as a tangible expression of faith in a basic lifestyle of a disciple, understanding that it unlocks his provision. And that as a disciple, it's a given. One of those is God's wisdom. One of those is human wisdom. One's going to work, one's not. I'll give you a couple more. Treating people in my family right. Oh, well, the, the law says that I must do it this way and I can't do it that way. That's kind of human wisdom. You know, I've got to do it this way, that way. Treat them right. Or it's my basic faith response to love one another because that's God's way. It's that I love one another. So one's a human way, one's a God's way, one's faith. One more for you, honesty. The Ten Commandments say, I must be honest. You know, the law, uh, the Ten Commandments and the law of the land say that I must, so therefore I must. Or, how about I'm living in such a way that my example will never shed a negative light on the nature and character of Jesus. Because that's faith. And it's outworking honesty, isn't it? Because he's honest. The human way or God's way. I love Hebrews 11. I just think it's, so, it's such a profound passage of Scripture. And one of the things that's in there that's not so obvious is the, what I would call the pattern. There's a pattern running through there. And God often reveals a principle. Or, um, when God reveals a principle, there's often a pattern working through it as well. And um, to me, it's evident that God values the patterns that he prescribes because otherwise he wouldn't give them. So I think we should too. Now, I just want to make it clear here that there is a, a significant difference between a pattern and a formula. Now, God doesn't do formulas. He doesn't do A plus B equals C every time, because sometimes he decides that A plus B equals whatever, or A plus C equals whatever. That's a formula. And as you um, read through the scriptures, you see he mixes it up. He doesn't, he doesn't, uh, he doesn't just doesn't do things the same way all the time. He might. There's nothing stopping him, but he doesn't. Um, where a pattern is a little bit different, like Matthew 16 to 18 is talking of Jesus, and it says, on this rock I will build my church. That's his pattern. That doesn't change. Yeah. He will build his rock on uh, the church on this rock. And Hebrews 8 is talking of Moses, and he says that Moses was instructed to build according to the pattern, the tabernacle. Ephesians 2, again, he talks about Jesus being the cornerstone of his church. That doesn't change. That's a, a pattern that we can look at and go, actually, this is the way God's patterned something to happen. This is, we can follow this. We've got to understand those things don't move. Yeah. Uh, in Exodus 25, he's, God's talking to Moses and he says, you must build, he's talking about tabernacle, according to the pattern I will show you. And he's really interested in the details. 
He, he, he doesn't want him to go off and do something different. He's actually got a reason for everything that he's doing and everything that he's instructing. And he's saying to Moses, you, you need to build according to this for it to fill my purpose. And, and, the, um, and we know that later, I think it was Hebrews actually, he says, because actually what you're building here is a shadow of what's there in heaven. Therefore, you need to build right. You need to build according to the pattern. Well, I think that Hebrews 11, there's a pattern in here that we need to observe. The, the passage is about faith. So it's talking about faith, and it's not just saying this faith is a good idea. He's actually said it's impossible to please God without it. So pay attention to what I'm about to say. Him, not me, but, you know, it wouldn't hurt. Um, pay attention to what I'm about to say because there's some stuff in here that will hopefully really help you, really help you. So let's read Hebrews. I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, we've been there, done that. Um, but verses 24 to 29. It was by faith that Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to his great reward. It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept uh, right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who was invisible. He was, it, sorry, it was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorpost so that the angel of death would not kill their firstborn sons. It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. But when the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. So what's the pattern I hear you ask? Did I hear you correctly? Good, good. What's the pattern? No, I, I think this is the pattern that's in there. The pattern is choose wisely. The pattern of choosing wisely. I'm going to say the same thing in three different ways. The pattern of choosing wisely or the pattern of God's way or the pattern of faith. The pattern of faith is the pattern of God's way, which is the pattern of choosing wisely. That make sense? Great. So Hebrews 11, it's profound really because it's picking up this biblical pattern, but the biblical pattern was originally presented to us in Genesis. Genesis 3. And if you can see this biblical pattern and you can get hold of it, I think it'll change the way you go about this week. That's what I'm thinking. If I'm to put it as concisely as I possibly can, I would say the pattern is this. Choose God's wisdom or choose human wisdom. That's it. That's it. Choose God's wisdom or choose human wisdom. Let's go through Hebrews again and have a look. It was by faith. That Moses, when he grew up, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to share the oppression of God's people instead of enjoying the fleeting pleasures of sin. He thought it was better to suffer for the sake of Christ than to own the treasures of Egypt, for he was looking ahead to, the great, to his great reward. God's way or human's way? God, you, you can speak? God's way. <coughs> I just want to make sure we didn't leave our voice around the road. Yeah, yeah, so talk to me. God's way or human's way? God's way. God's way. God's way. 
It was by faith that Moses left the land of Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He kept right on going because he kept his eyes on the one who was invisible. God's way or human's way? God's way. It was by faith that Moses commanded the people of Israel to keep the Passover and to sprinkle blood on the doorposts that the angel of death did not kill their firstborn sons. God's way or human way? way. You see the pattern developing here? It was by faith that the people of Israel went right through the Red Sea as though they were on dry ground. God's way? God's way. But when Egypt or the Egyptians tried to follow, they were all drowned. God's way, people's way? People's way. They didn't inquire of God. They just went charging into the... What did they think was going to happen? If you go charging into the ocean with an army, what's going to happen? You're going to drown. Absolutely. But God's way opened the way for the... Hey, they could imagine, boy, what a dilemma. You imagine standing there with all these people behind you going, hmm, water, army, where, where do we go from here? God's way or people's way? If he had done man's way, uh, he would have done a Yui, wouldn't he? And gone straight back to the army. But God's way, well, not necessarily the easy way, opened the pathway they go through. Egyptians don't even inquire. They just go flying on behind and get the natural result of going into the ocean with an army, they all drown. This is where I think the pattern's quite profound, because as I read it and see it, it connects directly with Genesis chapter 3, from 1 to 7. The serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals the Lord God had made. Sorry, One day he asked the woman, did God really say you must not eat from the eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the fruit from the trees in the garden, the woman replied. It's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we're not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You won't die, the serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened. And as soon as you eat it, you will be like God knowing both good and evil. The woman was convinced. She saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked delicious. And she wanted the wisdom it would give her. So she took some of the fruit and ate it. Then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too. At that moment, their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness. So they sewed fig leaves together to cover themselves up. Can you see the same pattern here? Good or bad? God's way or your way? God's way or your way? Same pattern. Same pattern. Genesis uh, 3, 5 from the, from the Amplified says, For God knows that in the day you eat of it, the fruit, your eyes will be opened and you'll be like God, knowing the difference between good and evil, blessing and calamity. The pattern to me is simple yet profound. It's good or bad. You choose. It's good as God's way, bad as human's way, good as God's way, bad as human wisdom, above God's wisdom. And that living by faith, in essence, is that. It's choosing God's way. We get to choose God. You get to choose God's way, or you get to choose your own way. We're so quick to highlight 
Adam and Eve, you know, we'll go through the, and we get to Genesis and go, what were they thinking? She's crazy. Lord, you gave her a woman. Uh, you gave him a woman and she stuffed the whole thing up. You know, it's, I'm looking at all these women on the front as I said that. It was the wrong place to be looking, to be fair. And, um, <coughs> and, um, and you know, it, it just stuffed up. But, but the thing is that it's the same pattern that you and I are faced with every day. Exactly the same pattern. We either choose good or bad. We choose God's way or we choose our way. Faith is choosing God's way. I, I can't make it more concise than that. Faith is choosing God's way. And we all get to choose. Will we choose God's way? Or are we going to somehow justify that our way is better? I think for fathers, our JD, our job description, is to teach and model to our families God's way. Piece of cake. Easy as. No problem. If only, eh? If only. But that's our, that's our job description, is, is to, to teach and model to our families God's way. That's faith. That's imparting faith to the next generation. By teaching and modeling God's way, as the answer over and above human wisdom. I mean, how often do we have the latest human wisdom only to find out a couple of years later it's backtracked? You know? I remember when eggs were going to kill me. I did. I remember reading about it. Eggs were going to kill me. Someone's going to kill me. But eggs were going to kill me. And, and, and then I read, me, remember reading a little bit later, I oh, know they're good for you now. I'm like, well, God provided them, I'll eat them. God's way. The, the pattern's for us. It's for you. It's for me. It's, it's there. It's spelled out. It's themed all the way through the Bible. From Genesis 3 right through is this pattern of good or bad, your way or God's way, you choose. It's, it's just all the way through. We get to choose God's way or do it our way. Now, in some cases, it's really hard to find the answer. What is God's way on that? It doesn't mention it. Well, you, you know, we've got brains for a reason. But don't try and put human wisdom above God's wisdom, the message. So the pattern for us impacts every part of our lives. It impacts the way that we love people. There's a way that seems right to people, and there's a way that God asks us to love people. It impacts the way that we operate in marriages. Very, very clearly um, shown to us that I must love my wife as Christ loves his church. You know, very. Or do I do it my way? Am I in it for me? Our relationships. The way that we parent. Parents, dads. The way that we work. The way we approach giving and generosity and tithing. The way that we approach social issues. Do we do it? Human wisdom or God's wisdom? Here's the deal, though. If you're choosing God's ways, you've got to know God's ways. Yeah. Yeah, okay? not, not, some, not some random eight words that someone's pulled out of the Scripture and posted on Facebook. No, no, because you can say anything with that. And we've seen that, eh, the last couple of years? 
you go, and how's that supposed to represent the nature of an all-loving God? It just doesn't. We've actually got to know God's ways. We know God's ways by knowing God. Knowing God, walking closely with God, walking in relationship with Him, not just, not just on a Sunday morning, 24-7. We're walking in relationship with God. Because when you know God, when you know His nature, when you know His ways, then we can start to make some really good God choices. God's way or my way. So I, I think you know the base of this is there's a commitment for us to make as disciples to live according to the pattern that God showed us. Not, not just have the label of Christian or be an hour on a Sunday, but to actually live the pattern that he's showing us. And for me, that's what salvation is all about. That's what uh, walking in relationship with God is all about, is living according to his ways. Oh, yeah, he saved me. We use the word saved as, you know, I've been connected with God. I've been, he, he did everything required to offer a relationship to me in this broken world, a broken person in a broken world, and I've received that gift. That's salvation. But then within that, I get to walk with him. It's not a, a one-time insurance policy. I get to walk with him. I get to know him. I get to develop my relationship with him. That doesn't happen, you know, just like that. That happens as you walk. I get to, to walk with him. I, um, I read a book uh, in this last couple of weeks, and um, it, was, it was very academic in its nature. It was it a was great, great book, great think, but not particularly riveting. You know, use words that I had to go to the dictionary to find the answers for and all that kind of stuff. I know some of you wouldn't, but it's me. And, um, and, and I was reading this book, and um, it was good. But the guy, you know, he, he's just an academic writer. So it, it feels like you're reading an academic paper. And then he gets down to like three quarters of the way through the book. And he goes... I don't know the answer to this question. I'm like, I've just spent a good portion of my life reading to three quarters, and now you're saying I don't know the answer to this question. <clears throat> and he says, he goes, so I decided the best way to find the answer was to go to my rabbi. He's talking about Jesus. And then he just documents his dialogue with his rabbi. He goes, I said, Rabbi, I don't understand this. And Rabbi said back to him, don't you? Well, shall we do some work on this together? And he said, sure, I'd love that. He says, well, I don't even know where to start. And Rabbi says, well, have you thought of this? Have you thought? And then it just goes from this academic, kind of dry, confusing book to this beautiful dialogue between the author and his God. And I went, wow. If for no other reason, that, that was the reason to read the book. Was like, this guy's bright. The guy that wrote this, like, he's, he's smart. And then he just clicked straight into this relationship mode. And it just reminded me what it's all about. You know? Just go to my rabbi. Go to Jesus. I want to do it Jesus' way. Ask Jesus what his way is. I want to do it by faith. Lord, can you start to explain to me, please, what faith is? looks like but you're not going to pull that out of a 30 second prayer time or anything else you've actually got to sit in dialogue 
Got to work with him. Got to get to know him. Journey. But this author was so, you know, it was so, that, that inspired me so much, I bought another one of his books. And I thought, boy, it's going to be hard going. But just that bit, I thought, wow, this is great. I get to choose God's way or I get to choose my way. I get to choose good or I get to choose bad. That's faith. I choose faith because faith pleases God. Faith pleases God. You know, we've got a little saying around here. Maybe, just maybe, Jesus is nicer than you think he is. I'm absolutely convinced. It's not a saying for me. I'm absolutely convinced. That's the case. He's a, he's a God of kindness. He's kind. He's a God of mercy. It says in, in Exodus 34 that he is a God of compassion and mercy, that he's slow to anger. He's filled with unfailing love and faithfulness. I look at that. I read that. I feel compelled. I talk with him. I sit with him. I walk with him. And I go, why would I not want to walk in relationship with this God of love? Why would I not want to do my best to live life according to his ways? I think a loving God who loves you to bits, doesn't matter what you do, his love doesn't change. Remember, we started there. His love doesn't change towards you. It's such a compelling thing. It's such a compelling reason to give my life to him. Oh, but Sheridan, are you, if you don't give your life, what's your eternity look like? Well, that's even going down that road is nowhere near as compelling as a loving God who loves me to bits and wants me to walk with him and wants me to share my life with him and wants to build me. And that, That's a wonderful story. Wonderful story. If you're online this morning, that's a wonderful story. Don't get caught up in the conspiracies. Just look at the love of Jesus. The kindness of God. And I get to live this life of faith, which in simple terms is choosing his way. Doing it with him. We can all do that. You can do that. That's not too hard for you. If God says faith pleases him, he has created you with the ability to live a life of faith. Because otherwise, that's nasty. If I ask you to do something that you cannot do, that's not nice. That, um, that's a reflection, poor reflection on my character. If, I'd, if I went to Jen, I said, Jen, I want 100 pull-ups from you now. She might surprise me. But I want 100 pull-ups now. Come on. Go, 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 go. Knowing full well she can't do it. That's just nasty. But if I went to Jen and said, it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but I reckon we can do one. I'm not, I'm just, she was in front of me. It's Father's Day, she's got to be nice. I said, you know, I reckon, I reckon we can do one of encouragement. Come on, you can do it. Oh, I don't know if I can. Yeah, you can do it. You're made for this. And she pulls off one. That's a win. Well, God's kind of like that with us. 
He hasn't put the bar so far out that we're going to fail again and again and again and again. He's actually asking us to do something that he's put in us, which is to live a life of faith, which in simple terms is a life saying yes to him and his ways. And if you fall over, come on, get up and go again. That's what love's all about. Get up and go again. That's what mercy and kindness and compassion is all about. Get up and go again. I wonder how many of us in this room, I know you're in church, but I wonder how many of us in this room have given up on the close, intimate walk because we've stumbled or fallen or maybe we've got a picture of an angry God. On this Father's Day, can I encourage you? He's not angry. He's not angry. And his version of anger, you do some study, way different from our version. Way different. And what anger he carried, he poured out on Jesus on the cross so that we can be in relationship with him. He's not angry. He's not angry with you. Is He ple- He may not be pleased with you. Pleased comes by faith. He's not angry with you. He loves you. Unconditional love. Man, I reckon it's the best invitation in the world. Come on, come into, re- into relationship with a God who loves you unconditionally. A God who wants to spend all eternity with you. A God who wants you to be all that He's called you and designed you to be. A God who wants to, to walk with you and see things unfold in your world that go beyond your imagination, beyond your wildest dreams. Wow. Yeah, I want to be. That's compelling. That's a compelling invitation right there. I wonder how many of us in this room this morning need to say, Jesus, I, I want to be, I, I didn't quite get that, but I want to be in relationship with you. I want to be in relationship with that God. I want to walk with that God. Lord, I need your help because I tend to stumble. I tend to make mistakes. I know I want to choose God's ways and sometimes I just don't, but that's what I want to do. How many of us in this room, how many online this morning need to say, yes, I want to walk with that God? How many in the room this morning just feel like there's a blockage? And you're going, there's a blockage here. The blockage is that probably you're trying too hard yourself and actually your faith needs to be in Jesus, the one who can carry you, the one who can guide you, the one who can lead you, the one who can advise you, the one who can pick you up when you fall down, the one that says, come on, let's go again. We can do this. You're made for this. I get a real sense in my spirit that God's just shifting the lens for a few people. The way you see Him. If you see God as angry, if you see God with a big stick, if you see Him as unreasonable, it's not the God of the Bible. got those pictures from somewhere and I apologize for wherever you've got those pictures from but it's not the God of the Bible the God of the Bible wants to love you he wants to lead you he wants to see you grow he wants to see you develop he wants to see you thrive yeah sure there'll be bad days it's called life
you want to say yes to coming into a relationship with Jesus for the very first time, or perhaps today you're just going, look, I need to go again. I've, I've been on a wrong footing. The cornerstone is Jesus. He's the one that builds his church, and he is loving, compassionate, kind, and slow to anger. Today, if you're saying, I want to be in relationship with that Jesus, I want to receive his invitation and accept it. You've already received it. I want to accept his invitation. There's been a, a blockage, but today I want to say, yes, I want to go again. If you want to say yes to him, if you want to give me a wave right where you are, I just want to pray for you. Awesome, man. See your hand. That's so good. Give me a wave. Just make sure I see your hand online. Maybe you just want to write in the comments, yes. two hands so far just try and catch my eye three, that's awesome, so good so good four people so good you know the Bible tells us that when a person gets right with God that the angels celebrate in heaven we've got a party starting to go on right now hey, for you four is there anybody else just before I move on just give me a quick wave Thank you. Awesome, buddy. Fantastic. So good. Five people in the room, at least, have given me a wave. That's awesome. How about we give them a massive big hand and let's pray together. So good. Great. Hey, at the end, Jan's going to give you some instructions. Just We've got a Bible for you, and we'd love to do anything we can to help you in your journey with, with Jesus. Greatest journey you'll ever go on. So make sure you make the most of that. It would be good. Shall we all pray together? Okay, let's do that. Jesus, I thank you that you love me. Father, I thank you that you love me. Jesus, I am so thrilled be able to walk with you to give you my life thank you for washing me clean help me in my journey to live your way and if I make a mistake help me to carry on I love you and I thank you amen 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 awesome so good so good excuse me what I'd like to do just to finish is I'd like to invite all of us to stand who have a de- desire to live God's way. In other words, if you desire to live a life of faith, just stand right where you are. You don't have to. And, and standing this morning, we're doing two things. The first thing we're doing is it's like it's a physical, physical expression of what our heart's saying to God. It's not to me, I'm just helping lead the process. Saying, Father, I commit to living your way. 
Father, I commit to living your wisdom opposed to my wisdom. Maybe another way of saying that is, Father, I commit myself to living your truth as opposed to whatever my truth is. Your way. Your way. And then the second part of the prayer, which the older I get, the find the more I pray this prayer. It's fairly easy. Help. <laughs> help me. I just got a real good knack at mucking this up, so help me. I've got a real good knack at leaning back on my own understanding, so please help me. I've got a really good knack of uh, reacting instead of responding, so please help me. I've got a good knack, Lord, of running ahead of you. So help me. Help me. Help me hear your voice. Help me obey your word. Help me engage with you. And when I make mistakes, because it's only a matter of time, help me get up and go again with any, without any sense of hesitation just to get up and go with you. And Father, I pray that for myself. I pray for every person in the room that's standing. We commit. Please help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Fantastic word. Thank you. How about you give it up for Sheridan again? Great. How about you give it up for God? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. We get to live by faith. We get to choose His ways. Thank you, Lord. Help us this week to choose His ways. Yes. And when we choose His ways, we can be like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. Isn't that wonderful? I love that picture. A beautiful city lit up brightly with pretty fairy lights. <laughs> wonderful lights. <laughs> wonderful. That's who we get to be. Awesome. Choose his ways. Fantastic. Fantastic word. Well, well done to everyone that responded. We congratulate you. We're excited about you. And I know God is incredibly, he's even more excited. He absolutely loves you. And so we would love to help you on your journey with God. And so you would have seen a link come up on our screen before. You just go to our website, acnz.church forward slash yes, or hit that green next steps button on our website and fill in your details, please, because we would love to contact you and love to help you on your journey going forward. It's very exciting. Journeying with God, choosing His way, stepping out by faith. Awesome. It's, it's an exciting, not always easy walk, but an exciting walk. And yeah, who wants boring when you can have exciting? Come on. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, if, if anyone would like prayer at, for anything whatsoever, we would love to stand with you in prayer. So please come on up the front as we finish. I reckon we should sing a song before we finish. Also tonight... Uh, we have Pastor Steve DeFears in the house. 
He's going to be speaking tonight at the 6pm, so we're going to be back then, so hope to see you then at 6 o'clock. Also, we declare blessing over the givers, over our tithes and our offerings. Thank you, God, for our tithes and offerings. We declare overflow. We declare thank, thank you, God, for what you will do through our tithes, through our giving. Thank you, God, in Jesus' name. And if you don't know how to give, then again, go to our website. All the details are there. You can get a giving number if you need that. Uh, and also in the foyer, you can, uh, there is facilities there. What's on Tuesday night? Yeah. yeah, come on. Tuesday night here, 7.30. Have a wonderful day. Happy Father's Day, dads. Go and have a, have a photo as we finish uh, today and um, enjoy enjoy your day. You get to put your feet out this afternoon. Enjoy. Fantastic. Bless you.
been trying to figure out my own way, uh, trying to put it all on me. Way down by the pressure, without looking up, I know you see me, cause on and on and on you keep blessing me, but on and on and on I keep worrying, why I'm always running when you're telling me, you're telling me don't worry, just lay it down, it's not your fight, don't worry, it'll be alright. The shoulders for the burdens I'm bearing broke down and pulling over by the wayside. Was never made for this type of way, so I throw my hands up and my load gets lighter. I throw my hands up and then burn like fire. Float up to heaven like the smoke in the air. I flip my worries in the prayer, leave them right there. Just lay it down, it's not your fight. Don't worry, it'll be alright. Don't worry, it will make your heavy life. Flame getting out of 
Something, something in the water. 